This is Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. You can catch the show live weekdays from 3 o'clock until 4, locally in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910 WTBN and online at letstalkfaith.com and iheartradio.com. And swing by our website for all things I Work For Him at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. And now, today's podcast broadcast. Broadcasting from our flagship studios in Tampa Bay. Via Greer, South Carolina, the last stop on the 10-day road trip where I work for him. Martha, it's been an incredible trip, hasn't it? It has. We're just so grateful people tune in to the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. We sure are. And it's been a really, wow, we've done a lot of shows on the road. I didn't even thought about that. We have, and you, your big claim to fame this trip is we've been on a lot of highways we've never been on before. Yes, we have. We rode today <laughs> through a part of the mountains we've never done before on I-40. That was incredible. Love that. Hey, thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon as we are live from Greer, South Carolina, and you are going to hear a story today, a testimony of the amazing power of God, and I can't wait for you to hear the story, the story of Brandon Lewis. But before we do that, I just want to thank you for tuning in. As you tune in on on letstalkfaith.com, iHeartRadio, Talk America Radio, on AM 570, and FM 102.1. Just know that we prayed for you guys as you uh, tuned in today. You've been prayed for that something we say today will cause you to dig deeper into your faith and to connecting what you hear on Sunday with what you do in your nine to five. You know, boys will be boys, but when there's mud and dirt bikes, Boys become evil Knievel. When boys go all out playing on dirt bikes, accidents often happen. But one day, a couple of years ago, it was much more serious than this. Today we're going to hear from Steve Lewis and Brandon Lewis. Steve is Brandon's dad, and the story that they're going to tell is going to blow your mind. Not because these guys are incredible, not that they're not, but it is about the power of God. If you've ever doubted about the power of God to heal miraculously, I am sitting in the room with somebody who should not have lived more than 24 hours over two years ago. You will no doubt be amazed at the power of God. Brandon Lewis, Steve Lewis, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, thank you. We're uh, very happy and pleased to be here. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Great to be here. Yeah, and Brandon's really excited. He's like, wow, radio. Okay, I'm really be bad. <laughs> Brandon has the extreme privilege. He's doing an apprenticeship at the BMW plant in Spartanburg, South Carolina. All of you out there that are drooling at that job possibility, I mean, it's nice. Steve's a financial planner. He loves the insurance world. That's a fun thing. But Brandon works for, with BMWs. So, that's a dream job for you. That right, is Jim? a dream. I just want to be the guy that test drives. That's all I want to be, the test driver. Okay. Steve, you just released this book. I don't know. I, I got a copy. I'm not sure when it released, but it was within the last year, right? Uh, it was actually not too long after the accident, believe it or not. I think we did it the first part of 16. So. Okay. So you released this book, and it's all about Brandon's story and this horrific accident. Why don't you just give our listeners a taste for the story? Sure. Um, well, the, you know, the, sort of the big picture of the story is really about um, our journey of faith and, and the, seeing the things that God did during this time. But just to kind of give you a quick history of, of what happened, um, Becky and I actually were in Orlando. My wife, Becky, and I were in Orlando. My wife, on Becky, who you've been married to for 27, 27 and a half years. Twenty-seven and a half years, yep. Mm -hmm. My lovely bride. We were in Orlando, and uh, I was on some business, and so we were down there doing some business things, and, and Brandon stayed back. He was in school and doing some other stuff, and... Uh, you know, I, I get a call and I get the call that no parent wants to get. And, uh, you know, basically, uh, we found out that, uh, there had been a really bad accident. Well, what happened was 
Brandon and his buddies went out to ride dirt bikes, and uh, they were just having a good time. And they were very careful. They, you know, they're not. You said evil Knievel. That's kind of funny uh, for for our generation. But you know, he's really not that that crazy about it. But anyway, he just goes out and just has fun. They're very safe. Well, one thing led to another. A couple of mistakes without getting too uh, detailed in it. Uh, they wound up going opposite directions of each other on the track and didn't realize it. And they wound up hitting each other, too. Uh, my son and another uh, young man named Bradley hit each other head-on uh, and the only blind spot in the track. And they were going collectively about 70. So one was going probably close to 40 and the other one was going you know, close to 30 or so. Brandon launched over the bike and went headfirst into um, Bradley's bike and uh, really just basically destroyed the radiator of the other bike with his, with his face. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's... Uh, you know, he shouldn't have lived. He shouldn't have lived in that moment. And uh, truthfully, there were probably about six other ways. I think I've counted six ways that he should have died that day. Um, but through a whole series of miracles, he's here and today. And if you saw him, you'd never know uh, that any of that happened. You know, and, and that's why we're here today. This story, when I read the story, and, and we don't do a lot of, we just don't do a lot of this stuff on the air. But I love, you know, we, we all as Christ followers underestimate the power of God to do miraculous yes. things. And when I read the story and I thought, well, here's the story of something we all need. Our faith grows when we hear other people's stories. Our faith grows when we see God do something miraculous in somebody else's life. You're like, well, if he could do that for them, if he could do it for Brandon Lewis, if he could do it for Stephen Becky Lewis, then he can do it for me. Because that, the God that you serve, Brandon, is the same God that I serve. And so he can do that. And, and that's why I wanted to do this. As Martha and I talked about it, I'm like, you know, it's not really a, it's not really a workplace story but it's a story of God's miraculous power. And I want people to hear that because that power is accessible to us no matter where we are, whether we're in our workplace, whether we're in our home, in our community, on a dirt bike, being not evil, can evil. What's the guy that said, Jeremy, Jeremy, the, the dirt on, bike, Brandon. Jeremy, he jumps through the air. Used to be, he's probably too old now, but Jeremy McGrath. I know he's an old guy though. Cause he's, <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah. Jeremy McGrath. Yeah. He's, he's probably almost 40 now. So he's probably getting really old, but anyway, I know there's other, other guys. Steve, as you and Becky got that phone call. Now, Becky was up here, wasn't she? No, we were both in Orlando. So you were both in Orlando. Mm-hmm. But, but Brandon, you were up here yes. in South Carolina. That's a long drive from it Orlando is. to here. How it many is. hours was that? Well, uh, it's normally about seven and a half hours. And I will tell you. I know normal with Orlando traffic or normal well, not considering the traffic? And, and that's interesting because we left really close to, um, to rush hour. Which in, so, which in Orlando means you're sitting still. Exactly, because we had to go I-4, which is the I-4 parking lot. Mm-hmm. Then we had to get on 95 into Jacksonville, which is also a parking lot. And if I, I wish I had time to tell you the whole story of our journey, but I didn't, I didn't go crazy speeding or anything like that because I, I wanted to get there. I just wanted to get there in, in one piece. And so, um, you know, I, I went a little above the speed limit, but I didn't drive crazy. But my point is... The police can't give you a ticket for something that's hearsay. Don't that, worry. <laughs> thank you. You, you keep thank vouching you. the point. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, we hit I-4 fully expecting to stop. If, if I wish I could describe it to you better, but the, the, the traffic just literally parted. I mean, we never... I think there was one point where we slowed down for just a minute or two, and the rest of the time we were at wow. speed the whole time. It was amazing. Uh, as we were getting into Jacksonville... I remember one of those huge Florida storms was, was stirring up, and I told Becky, I said, well, this is going to be a problem, you know, not only the, the rush hour, but now we have this storm. And as I'm sitting here, that storm went away, and they don't do that in Florida. No. Um, the storm disappeared. Not in the summer they don't, that's for sure. It was, it was just surreal how the whole time everything just happened perfectly. I mean, it was just God leading us um, the whole way home. It was awesome. So you made it home how fast? 
about seven and a half hours. Seven. I mean, that's that's just amazing. You know, I, I wanna, I want you guys to hear this story today, but I want you to check out their website. There's a book that Steve wrote. It's called God's Got Your Number. It's on a website, godsgotyournumber.com, godsgotyournumber.com. This is a story, if you ever really want to just just focus on not just one God incident, God incident, but dozens of God incidents over a period of many, many months and resulting in the miraculous saving of Brandon's life. And I was joking with Brandon before the show, Brandon, have you... You know, I joke with you, I mean, you, you, you should have died in this motorcycle accident, but, you know, I joke with you that you're probably going to die of a cold someday when you're 85 or 90 years old. Have you thought about why? I mean, why God allowed this to happen in your life? Honestly, I, I don't know, you know, um, and that's that's one of the things that, that I'd ask myself all throughout this whole journey, you know. Some people might be mad at God, you know, like, how could you do this to me, you know, like, like why would you let something this bad happen to me? But... Um, and I don't, I don't mean to say this in like a selfish way or anything, but, but I, I never felt like that. You know, I, I would ask him why, but it was like, why me? Like, why would you choose me to be a part of something so awesome like this? You know, and, and I still haven't gotten, um, hundred percent clarity on that, but, um, he, he has used and, me. And you realize you may never get the hundred percent clarity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty of following Jesus. <laughs> we never get hundred percent clarity. He would really but like asking the question is, I think the biggest part of that is because you're always going to be in your life. As long as you keep that, your focus, you're always going to be looking to see what opportunity does God have in front of you that you wouldn't have gotten to experience. Mm. Absolutely. So when we, when we come back, Brandon, I, I want to be able to get some of your perspective because it, it's, it's amazing. You've already seen God do some pretty cool stuff. What, what's, what's one thing you've seen God do since you've gotten out of the hospital? What's one really cool thing you've seen God do? Well, probably one of the coolest things I think is that I, I had the opportunity to speak at the First Baptist of Atlanta um, to their youth group, mm-hmm. which is Charles Stanley's church. And um, through that, 10 people ended up giving or at least making a decision for Christ, which is absolutely amazing. Neat. We're here to talk about the amazing story of what God did in their lives when their son Brandon Lewis got involved in a horrific motorcycle accident. You can check all this story out online at godsgotyournumber.com, godsgotyournumber.com. We will be giving away a couple copies of the book after the next break, after the bottom of the half hour. God's got your number. we got a couple copies to give away. Okay, Steve, let's step back a little bit and tell some of the story. So you and Becky cruise at light speed from Orlando to Spartanburg, South Carolina to it is South Carolina. Spartanburg's in South Carolina. That's right. Correct. Okay, that's right. Cause that's right. Cause that's where the BMW plant is. And I know that part. All right. So <laughs> you get there. Talk, talk to me about just draw the picture. What, what's it like when you get there? Wow. Um, well, first off, we didn't didn't go light speed. I know you were joking, but I, I wanted to clarify that. Just he's in worried case. about the state patrol. <laughs> Becky, God is he parted, always worried about God the God parted the way. Becky, That's is he right. always worried about the state them. patrol like that? I mean, yeah. You know because what? He's a man his, of integrity. I his can wife tell. Becky is in the studio, and his mom Esther is also in the studio. They're watching. They didn't want to be talking on the radio, but I can still ask them questions. And we are broadcasting on Facebook Live. Is it showing up on our feed? As it well? is. Okay, yeah. so it's showing up on the I Work for Actually, Him feed it's showing up on, on my Facebook. Personal feed. Oh, it's showing up on Martha Brangenberg's personal feed. On Facebook. Okay, Steve, go ahead. All right. So uh, we arrived not really knowing what to expect. And, um, you know, we get there. And what was so amazing was when we first get off the elevator, there was a lobby full of people. And you have to understand, this was midnight by by Mm -hmm. this time. Sure. And so, you know, we didn't expect anybody to be there other than perhaps our son, but my pastor and, uh, you know, tons of of prayer warriors were all there. And it it was really um, just a nice touch. 
Well, and you guys had only lived in the area for at that point in time just a little over five years, right? So you're still new to the newer to the area because you weren't from here, and this is the south. It probably takes a while for you to be from here. Well, that's true, and and keep in mind too, the church that we go to is about 150 members, and it's probably close to 45 minutes away from the hospital, and it's midnight. I mean, wow. you know, during you just don't you don't expect people to be that way, you know? Sure. So um, it, that was that was just very comforting, and then obviously we go back in the room uh, with him and and get hit with you know reality of of what we're what we're looking at. He's wrapped was, up like a mummy. Yeah, and his his face is you know incredibly swollen, and and uh, just it was just a horrific sight, just horrific. So you know, Brandon, I know you don't remember that day, you don't remember that incident, but you've been you've been there since then. You've got some memories of the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. When you look at, and we're going to let your dad fill the color of the ugly stuff because you don't remember any of that stuff anyway, which is amazing. Isn't that a miracle from God that you don't remember any of the ugly stuff? You just remember the really cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember any of the pain? Um, not, necessarily, not necessarily the pain. Um, I do remember actually going into the trauma unit in the hospital. Um, and it's kind of funny. I remember projectile vomiting. Cause oh. I, I, <laughs> As only a boy would do. <laughs> yeah, cause, well, because I had swallowed so much blood. So, um so I remember, I remember the doctor saying, uh, um, like, oh, watch out, he, he's going to throw up again. And, and uh, I, I kind of passed out after that. But um, The pain. The, the pain. pain. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Um, my pain skill really throughout the whole hospital stay was either a three or a four. Um, it, the only time I ever got above that was when they hadn't set my arm yet because it was still broken for, like, the first couple nights. And, and um, it was out of seven then. But um, I don't I don't remember any of that, really. So you got to interact with tons and tons of hospital people. Mm -hmm. I mean, nurses and doctors and I mean, all 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 different, (laughs) all different kinds of people. When you walked out of that hospital, did you walk out a patient or did you walk out a friend? I think I walked out a friend. You know, honestly, we we really gained some really, really awesome friends because there's some awesome people in that PICU unit. There are some amazing people. And, um, you know, they, they really did a good job with, with comforting me and meeting to my needs and also my family's needs, you know, and I, I couldn't have asked for anyone better. Well, and, and it's tough. You don't have this perspective yet. You don't have any children yet. Uh, but to have your child in a spot like this when you are completely helpless as a parent, there is nothing worse. Right, Steve? That's right. You're exactly right. Because there's nothing you can really do. Yeah, you're right. So you realize things are really, um, they're rough. What did the doctor, what, what was the prognosis when you met with the doctor the first time? What did he say? You know, what's interesting is on the way up, uh, as we were driving up, we kept getting all these stories and we were getting tidbits of things. So we didn't really know. We hear that he's, you know, we think he's seizing. They've strapped him down. Uh, you know, it's, it's could be critical. We don't know. And so we, we, every story that we heard was just, it just got worse and worse and worse to a point where we, we just don't know what to expect. Um, so it, it was, it was an interesting, uh, trip up. And then when we get there, um, you know, I think once we got there and we saw him, we realized it was bad, but I think we, there's no doubt from the moment we heard, you know, what happened, sorry, it was just a piece. You know, we, we, we talk all the time, <laughs> sorry, we talk all the time in Christianity about the peace that passes understanding. Right. And I'm telling you that, that God was just so amazing through that process because we, we talk about it in the book, but you know, there's just a sense of, of joy and not because he was injured and not because he could die, but because we saw God. Right. And Brandon, what was the extent of the injuries that you had when you went into the hospital? What were the extent of your injuries? I know you don't remember this, but you got told this later. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Um, I had two broken arms, um, two fractured wrists. I fractured my C7 transverse process, which is like the, the wing tip on, on the back of the vertebrae. And uh, I had a third degree burn on my left elbow. Um, I had a couple of hairline fractures in my jaw, laceration on my chin. Um, and oh, I, I broke my first two ribs in my rib cage. And also broke my face. Like I, I literally broke every single bone in my face. Face. The doctor said that they could have taken like my nose out and just set it on the table. And and uh, they actually called me the the kid with the floating face. Because because there was nothing was. I mean they had it wrapped up, but they were wrapping it up to hold it all there, right? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And, and your face looks fine today. Oh yeah. Thanks. It doesn't it doesn't look a day past nineteen. <laughs> Uh, and your beard, that's amazing. After all that scarring, and your beard looks perfect on your face. I mean, come on. I mean, you got He's all. jealous. Jim's I am jealous, jealous. Actually. Well, you still got all your hair, too, so you didn't have any scarring on your head. You had a helmet on, though, right? I did, yes. And did you have a face mask on as well? I mean, oh. you know, a, a face uh, well, a goggles. A, a shield? Well, or they were wearing goggles. Yeah, okay. I had goggles, yeah. All right, so your eyes were protected, too, then. Mm-hmm. They were. Wow. Good you know, for you. What's interesting about the, the, the floating face aspect of it was his forehead. That Well, the, the injury, they call it a Lafort Fracture 3. That's the technical term for it. And um, our, my father-in-law is a retired physician, and one of the things that he said was that normally when there are patients like that, the, the next question is, you know, how long did he survive after the accident? Because where's the body? That was basically the question. Um, you don't survive those typically. Um, and had he, his life and death was separated by one millimeter. So had his, had his skull mashed in one millimeter more. So the width of a penny, if you turn a penny sideways, the width Mm -hmm. of a penny, um, he, he wouldn't have survived. So while he was injured horrifically, he was protected. Good word. You look like you're going to ask a question. Well, I just, I just think it's all amazing in just, you know, the list of the injuries that you're talking about here and your level of pain that you referred to. And, you know, I know that there are so many things that you guys attribute to just God having his hand on your whole situation, but that alone, you know, I can understand it in the moment of shock, you know, to not have that initial pain or whatever, but um, I just, it's neat to sit here in the room with you and to try to fathom all of those broken pieces and to see you and to, to see nothing that gives me any indication that, that all of that had happened to you. You know, I, I, it's interesting you say that because when I told my pastor that, I said, I, I'm amazed, Becky and I are amazed that his pain level is like constantly a three. We were joking, like, did he ever learn to pass count five, <laughs> count past five, you know, when he was in high school? I mean, mm-hmm. my goodness. And when I told my pastor that, he just looked at me very matter of fact, and he said, well, he said, people are praying that his pain would be minimized. Why are you surprised by that? You know, and, and, and he wasn't saying that chastisingly. Oh, we but did the right. whole spiritual throwdown on you. Yeah, yeah. Like but that. but, but it was, we don't expect. Yes. We, we hope for it and we pray for it, but we don't always expect. So let's start talking about lesson. the miracles because you started experiencing miracles. And there's a number miracle in there. Yes. Let's just start talking about some of that. Go ahead. I'll, I'll let you pick it up wherever you want right. to. Well, I know people think that, you know, sometimes you're crazy when you talk about how God talks to you or how God speaks to you or whatever, especially when you start talking about. Well, let's just clarify that. Yeah. I want people to understand that the Lord speaks to all of us differently because every one of the seven and a half billion people on this planet, we're all different. We've all been created uniquely in God's sight and we all experience God differently. So just because Steve and Brandon and Becky and the rest of the family experience God in one way, doesn't mean you'll experience God in that same way, but it is possible and we need to understand it. So don't judge because it's different the way you think. 
God works outside the box. He is not a in, in the box God. That's exactly right. And if you look at you know through all through the scripture, God speaks to people in different ways. He speaks and he speaks to everybody through the stars. You know, the star of Bethlehem. I mean, that was that was a message, right? And um, he speaks through numbers. He speaks audibly. He speaks in our head. He speaks all kinds of stuff. So there's all kinds of different ways that that he that he speaks. So. Having said that, um, numbers is whatever is what he chose for us. Um, and so as we were driving to um, as we we're driving to uh, Spartanburg, he's actually uh, we're wondering kind of what's going on and what's happening. And we get a phone call from our friend and, and she says, our church has um, decided they're going to have a prayer meeting at the church for Brandon. And of course, no surprise, Becky and I started crying just at the thought that they were going to do that because mm-hmm. we knew most of the church was already at the hospital. So everybody else was going to the church. The long story, but, but the, the essence of it is um, they decided they were going to start at, I believe it was seven o'clock. And the guy that, one of the guys that organized it, he said, we're not ready yet. Seven o'clock came and everybody's like, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. No, no, no. God's not ready for this yet. And so there were three more people that came in. And um, so it was just kind of cool to know that. Well, our friend texted back and she said, "Um, our church prayed for you. There were 23 people there. And I, I looked at Becky and she looked at me and we were like, like, that's, that's Brandon's birthday. That's his favorite number. Like that was just peace to us. Hmm. Sure. You know, so, so God is telling us already that, that he's in control and everything's okay. You know, whatever happens, whether he lives or dies, that God's got this, you know, God's got his number. He's, he's got him. And so from that point until well after we left the hospital and all kinds of stuff, that number just kept coming up consistently. Like in how, how in other ways? Oh man, so many other ways. When we, the, the first night we're there, uh, we finally settle in. I guess it was probably about three or four in the morning. We decided we were going to try to lay down and we were in this little couch bed thing that, that not even made for one. And right. we're trying to sleep, you know, <laughs> two people in it. And uh, Becky said, did you see the ceiling tile on, above us? And I said, yeah, it was really nice. Uh, they have some painted ceiling tiles from former patients. And it said something about, um, you know, God can take broken things and, and heal it. And I thought, wow, that's, that's really cool. It was a verse from Joel. And she said, no, no, no. Look down in the bottom corner. What did it say, Brandon? It, was, it said January 23rd, um, 2015. 2015. Mm. So another 23. Another 23. How often, how long were you star- staring at those ceiling tiles? It was a lot of, a lot of weeks, right? Uh, well, 11 days, yeah. 11 days staring at ceiling tiles. What else was on that ceiling? Honestly, I, I don't really you don't remember. remember the rest of it? No, Did I, you ever go back and take a picture so you could think about what you were taking, what you were looking at all those days? Uh, my parents did. I, okay, I did. all right. You could have prevented this, Father. You could have sent him off the path in a different direction. You didn't have to have them collide. Yet, there's so much more to this story that is amazing because of all this, isn't there? Absolutely. And and looking back, you know, obviously I would take the pain from him, but I wouldn't do it differently. I wouldn't. We've seen so many lives change as a result of the story. Um, it's changed our lives. It's changed our faith and our walk. I would... Okay, so let's talk about some of those changes. Well, well, well Brandon, just a, you're 19 now, right? Mm-hmm. So this happened a couple of years ago. You were 17 when this happened? Yes. Talk about your faith before and your faith after. Well, my, my, faith, my faith before wasn't necessarily as, as strong as, as it was you know, now, obviously. But, but um, now... Like being in that hospital, you know, I realized that there's nothing, nothing keeping me alive. No machines, no people, no nothing other than God. There's only the strength of God and and His power that kept me alive, and and so I've I've really learned to to trust Him in everything and to fully rely on Him because, you know, He's the only one that's that's gonna uphold me with His right hand. You know, 
That's very, very cool. You know, I love it. We were having a conversation off the air, but it was on Facebook Live. You now work in a plant at BMW as an inter- is it an intern or is it an apprenticeship? What, is, what are they called? Oh, it's technically a, an apprenticeship. Apprenticeship. But you said, hey, I work with 9,000 people. Mm-hmm. You get an opportunity to talk to hundreds of people all day long. Yep. How often do you get a chance to just share a little bit of your story? Well, really almost any any day. You know, there's because where I'm at right now, we, we have a good bit of downtime so we can – we can kind of sit and chat for a little bit, and um, so there's there's all there's all kinds of opportunities to be able to, to talk about it with um, with the other employees there. Do you ever get to interact with higher ups? You know, guys that are like the president of the, or the, of, of the local branch there in Spartanburg. Oh, uh, not the president. Um, the the vice president of the plant. Um, he comes in and uh, talks to us sometimes, like my group of uh, scholars, but. Um, I, I, never, I haven't really had an opportunity to kind of sit down and talk with well, him. Well, in case you do, you could always mention to him that we would be happy to BMW be a corporate sponsor of the Iowa <laughs> Ram Show. <laughs> okay, Steve, let's go back to some of the miracles. Yes. The, these miracles, I mean, God used numbers, but he used a lot of people in your lives as well that were just it, just miracle after miracle after miracle of these people. Oh, man, the, the, the people were amazing, especially the in the in the hospital and, you know, with our church and the nurses and the nursing staff and, uh, you know, I think about uh, one lady in particular uh, whose name was uh, Vicky. She came in first time to uh, see Brandon, and the first thing she says, she's a transport nurse. Uh, they have a technical name. That's not the name. But anyway, she comes in, and, and she says, um, does he know Jesus? That was that was her first question. Oh. <laughs> Pretty bold, you know, statement to say in, in a hospital. But she knew he was messed up. Yes. And I said, yes, ma'am, he does. And, and she said, well, um, do you want me to pray? And I said, you better believe it. So we circled that, um, you know, that bed and uh, and she prayed for him. And it was it was one of the most powerful, amazing prayers that you could imagine. I mean, I've heard great prayers. I've heard great men of God and women of God pre- pray and and. But this was this was something different. There was there was just something about it, and it's interesting when we walked out of there. Uh, my wife and I both said, "Wow, did you did you feel that? Because that was crazy." And mm. we both said at the same time, you know, it was like a revival. Like that was the word that was in our head. Uh, and then we, it, it's interesting. I'll, uh, we went on and, and went down to the waiting room cause he was going into surgery and we were telling one of our friends about this story and she had just been in that hospital not too long before that. And, uh, we said, we got to tell you this story. Like it's crazy. A lady comes in, she's praying over Brandon and, and it was like a revival. And, and we barely said that and, and tears started flowing out of her eyes. And she said, I know that lady, she prayed for me. Man, and and there, she's got a whole other story that that just you know she was supposed to go into surgery wasn't ready. They prayed that that God would make it where she didn't have to go into surgery, and and God made it happen. It just there's just so many things like that that happen. And I, I want to say this, you know, I, I tell people all the time, if you walked where we walked. I don't care if you believe in God or not. If you walked in our shoes for those 11 days that we were in the hospital, there is no way you walk out of there and not believe in God. It's just, it was too evident, too obvious, too many things happened back to back to back to back to back. It was just remarkable. Hey, we're talking today with Stephen Brandon Lewis. This is the story of Brandon Lewis, his incredible motorcycle accident on July the 14th, 1915. Not motorcycle, How motorbike. 2015. How about that? 1915. He's actually 100. <laughs> he's 102 years old. They preserved him so well. Okay. Now he's freaking out about getting a cold because you said he was going to die <laughs> when he gets older. <laughs> I'm hoping that wasn't prophecy. The accident happened July the 14th, 2015, and there's a book about it. God's Got Your Number is the, is the book, and you can also check it out on the website, godsgotyournumber.com. This is a story of Brandon Lewis and the miracles surrounding him living from this incredible motorbike accident, and it's all written by his, his dad, but I know that Becky, his mom, also helped with a lot of the color, I am sure. 
We'd like to go into our book highlight segment brought to you by mtlmagazine.com. Martha, tell them about MTL Magazine. Well, MTL Magazine is a Christian women's magazine, and I tell you, every article is fabulous. It gives you all kinds of things that are um, available in the Christian retail at this moment, um, whether it be books or apparel. But more than that, it's getting to the heart of things that women need to learn about, and we don't often get the time to to take and read, whether it's on parenting or how to um, dress appropriately or marriage or work, whatever Food. it might be. Oh, yeah, there are. there's always recipes, Jim Lowe. What I love about the magazine is, yes, it's a women's magazine, MTL Magazine, and you can find it online at mtlmagazine.com, but I enjoy reading it every time it comes up because we prepare for the interview. We want to give away compliments of MTL Magazine, and of course, Steve and Becky Lewis and... Of course, Brandon Lewis. God's got your number. We've got a couple of copies we want to give away today. 877-943-9673. 877-943-9673. Get a copy of God's Got Your Number. 877-943-9673. Jose, you ready to take some phone calls, sir? Oh, yeah. Send them my way. All right. Call Jose. 877-943-9673. Or you can also reach out to us on Facebook. Just look for I Work For Him. That's I Work, the number four, him. Or you can email us, jim at iworkforhim.com. So many options. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, you know, at the beginning of the show, you talked about we don't normally take like a, a biographical story of somebody, but because of seeing the miracles that God did and, and being able to encourage our listeners with that story, but more than that, and I don't say story as in fiction, we know it's your testimony, but what you just said about Vicki, I want to challenge our listeners with because we talk about connecting our faith and our work every day. And that's exactly what Vicki did. Vicki, the transport nurse. And seeing in that moment, she saw someone very much probably on the on the edge of life. And her biggest priority in that moment was to make sure that Brandon knew Jesus. And so I just want to challenge our listeners because that's why we talk about this, because a lot of people don't think that we can do that. And she's a prime example of somebody who's living out their faith in their work. And she was doing a great job because Brandon really wasn't coherent at that point in time, right? So she was really ministering to you two. That's right. But she Mm -hmm. made it look like she was asking a question about (laughs) Brandon. Does he know Jesus? Really was the question, do you guys know Jesus? Right. Because right now for Brandon, I can't do anything about him, but I can tell you about Jesus. That's right. That was an incredible segue for her. All right, so let's go back to some of these miracles. Because there's another, Isabel, wasn't Isabel another one of the miracles? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, you, you pick the miracles you want to talk about. Well, Isabel and the whole staff there at Spartanburg, they were all miracles. You know, she, Isabel was actually in the uh, in the ER when he came in, and so she was just uh, just a great ministry to us. I I, I I don't know that I could even articulate it, just the things that she did and, and the others that were there. Um, I wanted to talk about, I wanted to go back to the ceiling tile just for a second because I, I did forget one little detail. You know, we were looking up at that ceiling tile and the number 23 there. Um, that was Brandon's birthday. January 23rd is, is Brandon's birthday. So the date on there was 1-23-15. Yes. Nice. So uh, it was, again, just a little drop in the bucket. Um, there was a, another time where um, we actually were about to go into the most severe surgery and you know, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say we were a little anxious. I mean, we definitely felt God's presence and, and everything, but just the uncertainty of all of it. And um, I remember that night um, just praying. And I remember all of a sudden, I know this sounds stupid, but all of a sudden Psalms 23 comes to my mind. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I went, wow, that's that's great. You know, it just it just called me. And then I went, oh, wow, that's, that's 23. 23. Like, that's really cool. So the next morning I wake up. And my phone was charging on the other side of the room. So I go over just to see what's going on. And, I, and the first thing when I hit it, I've got a text from a dear friend of ours named Angela. It didn't say 
praying for you. It didn't say, how's it going? It didn't say, you know, how's Brandon or anything. It just said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not walk. And she quoted the whole scripture and the time that she sent it was, I, I can't verify it was exactly the same time, but it was right around the same time that I was praying that prayer. It was just another way that God says, you know, I got this. Everything's okay. So there were just so many little things like that. Um, there's two others. If I can do real quick, um, you know, we, we talked about Brandon's face being in his floating face and everything. And, um, we were talking off air about the, the goggles. Um, you know, he actually wore a pair of goggles and the other young man wore a pair of goggles. Um, the other young man had some, he, he tore up his knee and he did have some lacerations and some, some fractures on his face and stuff. Don't want to downplay his injuries at all. But, um, you know, his, 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 they were, his goggles were mangled. Well, Brandon's, if you saw them today, they're pristine. They're, they're absolutely picture perfect other than some blood on there because obviously he bled. The point is that his goggles, um, God protected him through that. So while God allowed him to, to go to the edge, um, he was also um, protected. Talk to me about this. How are you hoping that your story of this horrific accident, well, I'll just, so you're 11 days in a hospital, but how long did it take you to be fully healed? I mean, it's two, two, a little bit past two years since that happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you fully healed today? You got any repercussions today? No, I mean, the only thing, and I forgot to mention this, mention this earlier, um, I, have a, I have a hearing loss because I, I broke my temporal bone in my left ear. Um, but other than that, I don't I don't have any any um, sustaining injuries. I mean, I'm, I'm all healed up. But it took me it took me from July till the end of September to be fully recovered. Um, after after they took my my cast off, I had to go through therapy. So sure. I went through several months of therapy, and then um, through that, I had to wear these these braces on my hands as well to um, you know just help give me support and everything. But then um, really, I actually towards the beginning of October is when I, I wasn't. Until I was fully recovered. So talk, what are you hoping the Lord will do with this story? Well, the ultimate goal is salvation, you know. Um, but I want people to realize how short life really is. Um, the Bible talks about how life is but a vapor. And, you know, when when you think of a vapor, some, it's something that dissipates very quickly. And so we, we don't have much time here on earth. Right. And, and you know, I sure, I sure didn't expect to, to go out that day and end up in a hospital bed for 11 days, you know, with a broken face and almost die, you know, but that could happen to anybody, you know, so, so I want people to realize how, how crucial it is to have a relationship with God and how, how short life really is, because like I said, this can happen to anybody. Well, and how, you know, you talk about some of the miracles, one of the miracles wasn't mentioned yet is that it wasn't just you and your buddy out there on the dirt bike trail. Mm-hmm. There was a third guy there that day. There was. And if he hadn't been there. You may never, you might not have lived. Mm-hmm. What, what happened? What was his name again? Well, there, there's actually um, four, um, four of us total. There's two other guys. Okay. Um, but um, I think the guy that you're referring to, his name's Rob. And and he did an awesome job uh, caring for me when it actually happened. He he took my helmet off and, and he could tell that I was literally drowning in my own blood. And so he turned me over on my side and, and that allowed the blood to drain out my mouth and kept me from choking on it. And, and he, he held my neck and, and kept me, um, and kept my neck stable so that, you know, I didn't move around too much. And, and I kept wanting to get up and like, you know, get off the ground. He said, dude, stay on, stay on the ground, stay on the ground. You know? And, and so he, he did an awesome job. But because job. that fourth guy was there, he was the one, that was the wild card. He's the one who was able to run for help. I mean, ride for help. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's the one that actually called the ambulance and led the ambulance to where we were. And that in itself, because you didn't normally have four guys there. You normally just had three, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Steve, that's the kind of stuff that just makes it you, you go, wow, Lord. You just you had this all in your hand, but you still got to ask as a parent, why? 
Well, if you see, you know, it's interesting. We, we wrote the book. I wanted to be clear. We, I didn't write the book to be a bestseller, and I, you know, I'm not looking for a movie or anything else. You yeah, know, let's tell people I, what the website is. Again. It's godsgotyournumber.com. And we've got copies of that to give away today. God's Got Your Number. I wrote that because there were so many, we realized there were so many little vignette stories of God doing things. And, and we were, I didn't want to forget him. We didn't want to forget him. And so I was writing him down on my iPad. And then, you know, all of a sudden Brandon's like, dad, you need to write a book. And then all these other people, you need to write a book. Mm-hmm. And so as we started piecing these little vignettes together, you see the tapestry that God has, has woven. And it's amazing because it really goes back even before the accident to my wife's uh, situation where, you know, she had cancer. And by the way, another 23, um, his, his last date of his surgery was July 23rd. That was his last major surgery. Um, and that was a one year anniversary to the day of Becky's um, cancer surgery. So, you know, there were, there were so many things that God just said, do you see how intricate this is? Do you see how much I'm in control of everything? And, and Romans eight twenty eight, it's all going to work out for good. Whether, whether he lives or dies, it's all going to work out for good. And so um, that, that was really the purpose of the book was to make our pile of stones so that we can say, you know what, um, we can look back on this and say, look what God has done, which is really where numbers 23, 23 comes in. If I can, if you can sure. me one, just one more thing. I was actually in the shower um, right around the time of Brandon's last surgery. And I was just thinking how cool it had been that God had spoken to us in numbers, you know, and God speaks through all these different ways and numbers, numbers, numbers kept ringing in my head. And, and what about numbers 23? And I thought, well, I, I don't even know if there is a 23rd chapter <laughs> of numbers, you know, what about 23, 23? And I'm like, okay, we're getting crazy now. So I get out of the shower and I'm like, all right, God, we're going to do this. So I, I get out <laughs> and I get my iPad and I pull up the Bible numbers 23, 23. And I, I literally just was in awe of what it says, because basically the gist of that verse says that no matter what happens, no matter, there's no magical power, no mystery, no anything. When I move, people are going to say, look at what God has done. And mm. I said, wow, if there's, if there's not more of a revelation of God than right there, because clearly we've seen what God has done. Amen. Uh, it, it, it's powerful. And that's really what the story is about. The story is about Brandon. It's the miracle of God in your life. Mm-hmm. And how, yes, he allowed you to go through some pretty significant adversity, but he spared your life, and you've been able to share the story. How many times have you been able to share the story now? Um, in front of a crowd. Let's say in front of a crowd. How many people? How many times? Maybe six, six, seven times. Uh, maybe at least. Yeah, numerous. Yeah, numerous. Like and what's the response? I mean, you're mostly speaking to teenagers. Um, yeah. Um, I've been on. I've been on two TV shows as well. TV. Um, yeah. Oh, you got a face for TV. I've been told I only have a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I've been on two TV shows and a radio show, and then um, I, I've done a lot of speaking with youth groups. That's mainly where my focus lies because, um, you know, a, a lot of kids my age don't really realize how important it is to have a rela- relationship with God. We're talking today with Steve Lewis, Brandon Lewis, about Brandon's story and the story that's written in a book, God's Got Your Number. Check out the website, godsgotyournumber.com, godsgotyournumber.com. Yes. I'm looking at you. I figured I've I've been talking too much. Do you have a question you want to ask? No, you know, I just, I am sure that our listeners have been encouraged by your story and, and just being able to glimpse into the life of somebody else where you can't refute what God's done for you guys. And I think that it's important for our listeners to hear that too. And in their own lives, knowing that the things God's done in their lives, they're, they're real and to take notice of them. Steve, this is, um, yeah, you know, anytime one of our kids gets hurt or something goes on in our kids' lives, it impacts our marriages. It impacts our work. Uh, how did this impact your accident and all of this stuff impact your marriage? Wow. Um, 
you know, you, you hear all these different stories of tragedies, uh, you know, tearing marriages apart and, and whatnot. And, and I think, well, I know uh, it did nothing but bring us together. You know, when you when you walk in that walk of faith together, um, it, it can't help but strengthen your relationship. It, it just it just can't. And so I've, I've seen clearly from that day to today our and we've been married 27 years, but our relationship is so much different than it was even that day. No doubt about it. So did it bring you to your knees together? Oh man! Absolutely. Had you guys always been praying together before that, or was this a new thing? Um, yeah, I, I don't know how to answer that. Um, you know, I mean, we we've always been, yeah. I mean, it it, it brought us closer together. I mean, you know, that's awesome. Absolutely. I, I Talk about your work, though. I mean, you're 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 got insurance and a financial services background. How did this impact how you work today? Well, you know, at at the time, um, actually, I was doing uh, consulting. So I've owned an insurance agency, was doing consulting and traveling all over the country and everything. And that's why we were in Orlando. And so um, when this happened, your whole world stops and you really start reevaluating your priorities. And um, to me, this was God's way of saying, you know, now is time for a change. Uh, I didn't accept that in the beginning. I didn't even see that in the beginning, but he's made it very clear that it was time for, for a change for me, that I needed to be more focused on ministry and more focused on uh, my family. And uh, and so it really changed my whole perspective of that, you know, because Brandon, that, that was a lesson we all learned. Life is a vapor and you got to take advantage of every moment. Brandon, speak to the parents. There's a lot. Of, I mean, it's not a lot of teenagers listening to the show. They may get to listen to the podcast, but talk to the, the parents of the teens that are out there, how they... I mean, what did you learn from how your parents responded to your accident that maybe some other parents can learn from? Well, you know, my parents were there for me through everything, you know. I mean, I, I couldn't even go to the bathroom by myself. Sure. You know, so, so they they had to be there every step of the way. They had to, you know, feed me through syringes and and uh, wipe me down with baby rags so I couldn't take a shower, you know. So I, I guess what I would say is just be there for them and, and show them um, – show them love, you know, to the best of their abilities, because that's really going to make a big impact impact on them in the future. Mm. And, and Steve, talk to the, the parents that are listening as well. Okay. Cause sometimes our kids do things that, that cause trouble. And you know, this was one of those things, Brandon didn't set out to get hurt, but he did. And this is something that a lot of parents would have a hard time going, well, am I going to be mad at Brandon or what am I, what are we going to do? Talk to the parents out there, how to, how to deal with the adversity that comes along with having children. I don't know if this is going to answer your question, but I think it ties in. You know, I remember the first moment that I saw Brandon laying in the bed and just, just battered and, and just a mess. And the first thought that came to my mind, other than, than I'm thankful that he's alive is how much God loved me and God loved Brandon. You know, the Bible says that he loved me so much that it pleased him to wound his son for my benefit. That's crazy love. That is absolutely crazy love. I don't understand that. I don't want my son to be wounded, but for God to love me that much is is amazing. Brandon, is God capable of doing miracles? Absolutely. Check out this book online, godsgotyournumber.com, godsgotyournumber.com. Steve Lewis, Brandon Lewis, thanks for being an I work for him. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Jim. It's been fun being here on location, Martha, right here in Greer, South Carolina, right? Yes, sir. We're, we're heading home, baby. It's, it's good. I can't look forward to it. Check it out online, godsgotyournumber.com, godsgotyournumber.com. You've been listening to the I work for him radio program with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.